welcome to another episode of the Mighty Fish Podcast. I'm Ryan. It's me, the Josher. Oh, this is starting so well. It's going good. Here in, uh, what are we going to call this one? Hmm. We should call it Studio 3. Because it's the third studio. It's true. (laughs) We're here in good old Studio 3. That's lame. It's not as good as Garudio. No. In name. In name. In name. In name. In name. Well, I mean, right now the setup's not... Yeah, this is not ideal. <laughs> this is not my favorite thing. Yeah, the but mic li- is sitting on a bar stool. Yeah, my my laziness in getting the studio set up is very, very apparent. It's coming along. There's a desk and a computer. That's true. It does have those things. And a lamp. There's a lamp. There's two. And yeah, that one doesn't have a light bulb. I don't know, maybe it does. But... That one turns on with the switch. That's the important one. That's fancy. That's the lazy man's way of doing mm-hmm. light, and that's the mm-hmm. best way. I've been doing Josh. Oh, you know. We're back with another thrilling episode. This is episode twenty-nine. Yes, a momentous <laughs> occasion. A moment. Yeah. <laughs> we have much to talk about. It's yeah. like when Conan says that he has a really great show. Yeah. <laughs> that can't always be true. <laughs> that, that's, it, it's... Statistically, though, mm-hmm. it's never true. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. I love Conan. <laughs> Me too. He's good. Um, but anyway, we, yeah, we're here on our very first episode post-Garudio in the new half-finished studio. And uh, it's been it's been a lull. It's been a lull in the whole movie. Yeah, we uh, we haven't department. seen much. I've been catching up on old stuff. Yeah, I've, been, um, I've watched a couple things. We watched uh, we watched that Ghost in the Shell. We watched Ghost in the Shell. Uh, we watched all of Glow. Glow was fantastic. Yeah, I've seen Ghost in the Shell. Not so much. Didn't we watch Glow to cleanse our palate from Ghost in the Shell? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it was the right call. I was getting a little cold. Cold feet about doing a Ghost in the Shell episode yeah. and dragging you to go see that. It was the proper call. Yeah, well, we found out later. I'll be on. honest though, dude. I drug you to Prometheus, which I did not enjoy, and you made me watch Ghost in the Shell, which you did not enjoy. So I don't know. We're we gonna call that one fair, or are we or are you gonna actually call? I, for, you didn't for, have to go to a movie theater. I didn't have to pay for a ticket. Yeah. All right. All right. It's true. So that that is still on the bargaining table on the docket but no ghost if we made a whole episode for ghost in the shell it would be the most boring i don't even know how we would make an entire or even half there's nothing to talk about i have no idea what to even say about that movie it's bad it's it is bad i will say that like i feel like part of the problem was was they tried to do as much of the source material as they possibly could without doing any of it Hmm. uh Making it into a RoboCop esque story was a huge issue. Yeah, uh, like because I mean they pull from they pull from the show, they pull from the sequel, they pull from the original movie, and none of it is executed right. Uh, it Tokyo doesn't even look right. <laughs> like it does when they're doing an homage. Hmm. And then it stops looking like that and goes right back to looking like Mega City One from J from Judge Dredd. Yeah, I mean some of the some of the design elements were cool. Yeah. Oh, it was looked it looked cool. Yeah, 
But the soundtrack was way more understated than I think I would have liked it to be. Yeah, I because was... the bits that were there were good, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was silent a lot of the time. I wish it was silent. I was gonna say maybe the ambient soundtrack just wasn't great. Yeah, I, I felt like they were trying to go for that Vangelis uh, Blade Runner type, where it's just a lot of ambient noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The background noise is kind of indiscernible from the music, but. This is bad. I was bored. It, was... it didn't have a good payoff. The also, bad guy wasn't really a bad guy, I guess. I don't know. He wasn't really a good guy, though, either. No. And but then, then the, none and of them the, were good and guys. And then the bad guy was, like, he didn't... Ex- he was there at the beginning of the movie, and then he was there at the end, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's the guy we're supposed to be mad at. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, man. That was... It's just bad. I'd rather not even talk about it. We we ooh we yeah. we lucked it. We lucked out. I would say I had one like stuck in the chest. Ugh. I couldn't imagine if I had to watch that in a movie theater. It, it would it would be like uh, Assassin's Creed all over again. Fuck. I think this was actually a little better than Assassin's Creed. It was, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Just, wow! I went to the theater. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I paid for that. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Anyway, let's talk about Glow, man. I am willing to talk about Glow. <laughs> Your topic has my stamp of approval. Yeah, I think I've seen the first three episodes like fucking three times now because other people want to watch it and I watch mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. and whatever and whatever, but the, the, the latter episodes in the season I I'd say watched. from episode four is when it really starts to pick up. Once the actual concept comes through... Yeah, and they start executing it fully. It, it it's it's much better. It's when they like move into the compound. I yeah, feel yeah. Like. When they when they move into the little motel and everything, that's when everything got good. Um, <laughs> once Allison Brie watching Allison Brie try to find her her wrestling persona mm-hmm. was yeah, hysterical, yeah. and then when she finally does, it gets even better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> she's like she's like a gender swapped M Bison. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I liked the first costume, like, a lot, dude, with the whole mohawk and everything. I thought that was dope. Yeah, Yeah, she... Was that the first one, or was that the finalized one? They stumble on their personas, like, early on, like, for most of them, and they do the camera test. And then her first one... I don't the, even, home, the home wrecker. I, yeah, right? it's like the home wrecker. I don't. Even, it was like dumb, and basically the whole time they're like, eh, I don't know. I'm yeah, not really not feeling, feeling it. it. And then they just leave it up to her, and then she has the worst ideas. Yeah, she does. And then finally, in the middle of, out of nowhere, in the middle of a, a sponsored event, she just fucking busts out her persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the crowd loves it, and it's awesome. Nice. That was done as far away from the mic as I could possibly get. <sighs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> hey. Um, I'm giving it a shot, yo. Yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot to say. Mark Maron was great. Other I, than... I'm not a big fan of Mark Maron's comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what else I've seen him in. I'm just, I'm, now I'm trying to think of anything that I've seen him in. Where he, uh, his show's okay. Okay, Marin's yeah. pretty good. I haven't seen the show. It's it's got that uh, that curb your enthusiasm Seinfeld. The show's about nothing. Mm, you just okay. hang out with these guys all day long. It's 
that kind of thing. Okay. And it's uh, like it begins, I think, with his podcast and ends with his podcast every time. Okay. Like it's uh, he gets an assistant and all this. You know, it's it's all right. One of the funniest episodes I ever saw was the one where his dad shows up. That one's fucking great. He just lives in an RV in his front yard for the longest time, <laughs> insisting that Mark and him be friends again. It's it's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, with with Glow, it's like he's obviously the best character. Yeah. Um, but it's I don't know, like depending on your taste, I guess mm-hmm. he's just the funniest character. He is consistently the funniest. He is the simplest, I think. Um, he doesn't really. He has an arc, I guess, of being a huge dick to being less of a huge. <laughs> I was dick. gonna say, yeah, he goes from being a complete asshole to being like an asshole. Yeah, like. <laughs> so the simplicity of his character and how funny he is throughout yeah. makes him the best for me. But honestly, what? Um, a lot of the girls get get overshadowed by the main two girls, which it's not that interesting outside of Allison Brie. Um, the other and girl. then the other girl whose name well, I, yeah, I, I was gonna don't say, know. The other girl is just like, I, di- I used to be somebody, now I'm not. Yeah. And now I'm mad, but her, now I'm not again. Uh, her personal struggle was, was really interesting. I liked the bits with her and her, her husband, because her yeah, husband's yeah, yeah. just the R- fucking worst. Right dude. near the end, yeah. She, she, um, she got a little bit more development. But, like, as I'm talking about it, the thing... The thing about the show, though, I think is the simplicity of just here is that. the idea, here are these characters, they're somewhat real, because it's like, they're not overly complicated. No, no, they're all, they all have problems, it's not yeah. melodramatic, it's dramatic, and yeah. it's properly dramatic and properly comedic all at the same time, it's very, very good. Yeah, like, I understand normal people are complicated, but at the same time, not well, day to day. Exactly. Especially but, when they're focused on doing a thing, and that is the thing, this is not this doesn't meander anywhere in the middle. No, I, I like that about a lot of it. Like they all kind of find purpose within this this endeavor that they're all taking. Like they all, this is like a haven for these these rejects and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really really cool. Uh, Marin finds a purpose within it. The uh, the producer who looks. Like like a knockoff Roblo. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was great. Uh, he finds a purpose towards the end of the show. Allison Bree, uh, the other girl. Um, the one story that I really really liked was uh, 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 she's the one she does. She plays Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Machu I liked Picchu. her story, dude, where her dad was a wrestler and was kind of a dick because he didn't want her to wrestle. He yeah, wanted her to be better, and she wanted to wrestle and. You know that 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 story was great. the brothers help near the end. He shows up at the very end. Her her stage fright I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool little touch. Like she wanted this, she wanted this, and oh my god, I don't think I can do this. And it was for real reasons. Yeah. it was like like I said, everybody felt real almost in how simple. You, you know, like you get they like they had traits. Yeah, but it was like you said, it wasn't melodrama. It wasn't. Not everybody has some tortured past or whatever, like whatever, whatever. Some mm-hmm. girl, some, that girl, she's just a party girl and she's kind of a bitch. Yeah, she has moments where she's not the worst, but at the end of the day, she's kind of just the worst. She just sucks. Yeah. yeah. She's always going to suck. Like, yeah. And I, I think that's cool. Um, the British girl cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> she's useless. <laughs> well, she was Australian, right? Is she Australian? Yeah. I, thought she, I could tell she's British or Australian. I'm bad with that. She's Australian, but they tried to play it off like she was a smart British girl. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's she's not. 
<laughs> she is probably the dumbest member of their little crew. Yeah, I think maybe the relationship between the director and her is probably the closest they get. Yeah, to throwing in a little little drama. Uh, the way the way they do that is so funny, dude. I don't want you showing up at the same time I do. Yeah, <laughs> and he walks in literally like two minutes before everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, and then people are like, what are you doing out here? And she's like, oh, he doesn't want me walking in with him. He thinks it'll be weird. Yeah, like, yeah. everybody knows what's going on. Nobody cares, and he's like, he thinks it'll be awkward. And then when she finally does walk in, he's like, why are you late? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has dedicated himself to this whole stupid bit, dude, and nobody buys it. Yeah, I mean, plus, like, little touches are cool. Um, the fact that he's just, like, he makes crappy 80s straight to video B I love movies him, dude. basically. Yeah, yeah he yeah. makes B level action flicks, dude, and he thinks they have all this super depth and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, dude. And I then did. the payoff with the joke of his stupid new project Mothers and Lovers. Was so good. Well and did you uh, did you notice how they even set it up? Like he's the way the the reveal goes, it's oh, almost God. mirrors. Uh, yeah, back, I just realized I just that. realized that. Yeah. I thought of it the other day when we were talking about it. I, I was just like, oh my God. And He's here talking to these people. On a completely different side note, let me tell you what happened to me today. <laughs> and I and I found this out watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air <laughs> on my work television while I was like doing some shit. Yeah. I'm twenty how old? Twenty-seven years old. I didn't think about how old I was. Twenty-seven <laughs> years old. It's been a lot of years, I forget. Yeah. It's twenty 27 years old. Today is the first day that I got the joke. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? I always just like, I don't, I just never understand that. I'm just like, what, like, is that a thing? Like, oh, she holds it against me, so now I'm going to have to be like, oh, I'm going to have to make up. No, it's a double entendre. It's a literal. She's going to hold her body against you. I get it. It's the first time I ever understood that joke. And that's true. That's real life right now. I don't even know what to say to you, man. <laughs> and only because on Fresh Prince, he laughs and goes, there's a double entendre. That's true. I don't think we can be friends anymore, I always man. thought it was the turn of phrase. Like, she's going to hold it against him. Like, no, nah, bro. You said I had a hot body. So this is happening. I never got that it was just like a ha ha ha. Like... Um, was, there's very similar ones that I've always understood, but that one I never got. That's... Tell today. That is... You big dummy. <laughs> dude, I don't... I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that, dude. <laughs> wow. Well, didn't you tell me... Like, I told you this revolution that my mom came to one day, where she was just like, every kiss does begin, begin with, with K. K. Yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah, no, that does make sense. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I get it. Yeah, no, for real. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I just thought that was like a marketing thing. Like, yeah. They're just saying, like, you gotta, get, you gotta buy K, and then she'll give you a kiss. Like, I just never think of that shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is why I have to do simple puns when you're around. <laughs> like, for instance, like, I don't know. That's not why I do simple puns. I'm a simple-minded man. That's <laughs> true. Simple puns are kind of your forte. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up. 
fucking uh, Will Smith. I got Smith. really mad today because I couldn't figure out how to make a pun out of ghost and husband because I kept calling this guy I was watching in a movie called... <laughs> I kept calling him ghost husband. Ghost husband. Uh, and I was like, ghost bend? Ghost bend? Hus- Damn it. Ghost? <laughs> Host? Host? Ooh? No. No. I was like mad at myself. I just wish... Oh, what if it was... What if it was a lady ghost? <laughs> okay. And she was throwing a party. And she was the ghostest with the, the mostest. The ghostest. The ghostest with the mostest. Oh man. Welcome to the Mighty Fish Podcast. It could also be a it could also be a man ghost. It could be the ghost with the most. But I mean I feel like that's not that's not dumb enough. That's a, no, no, you gotta go for ghostess. Ghostess with the most. So yeah, welcome to the Mighty Fish Podcast where all the jokes are high quality. High quality on point comedy <laughs> all the time. I really do enjoy ghostess with the most. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, that pun you're talking about doesn't work. There's no, no way to make it work. No, no, no. But here's a very specific circumstance <laughs> where you can make a completely different one I just made up. Does that help? No, it just makes me feel worse. <sighs> Bummer. Anyway, yeah. Glow, yeah. The whole payoff with Mothers and Lovers was good. That was that was really fuck. <laughs> yeah, and and now and now yeah, the mirror with with. Um, I don't know if that's what they were going the, for. Cor- you know, it definitely is. Okay, but it just because it it's just, the whole uh, it's the whole. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's well, there's there's so much too that gets that that mirrors in that scene because like what he's doing when he finds out and then what happens immediately after is. Also, <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh uh, God, it's a good, it's a good show. show. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good show. It's smart. It's a, yeah, it really is. It's very um, smart, dude. I I think that was the thing I liked about it too, because I like I love dumb comedies. You know, I love dumb. I love a fucking good butt joke. That's hilarious. Yeah. But like, this is very smartly written, and I really because it's it's not smug about being smart. Dude. No, and I, I liked that, dude. It's. Yeah, because like, dude, honestly, a lot of the a lot of the shit is just like random curse words. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it. There's been a lot of shows, like for instance, I haven't watched it, but things like episodes or um, other. Well, that's that's what I other mean, shows dude. that are like behind the making of a fictional. Te- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie, the behind the scenes movie thing, or show, yeah. but this is going in a route that's like. You know, like B movies or random ass cable network in the eighties when most people didn't have cable. Oh like, yeah, it's a. Well, it's this a, is like public access. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was cable. Yeah. Oh, it was going to be it was, cable. It was cable. That's yeah, right. They, okay. they went over that. Um, it. It's just like. It's cool because you get a little bit of that, like behind the scenes yeah. bullshit. That like with the producer and the and the network guy and, and this and this and that. They talk about the slot they have between yeah. like the Japan oh, the Japanimation. Yeah, they got the anime scene, the yeah. anime show, and then some terrible. It's like the anime show follows them, and before that is like some doctor show solving it's like diagnosis murder or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. 
and and that's cool and it and it doesn't have like the um, the 7:30 slot a lot like another movie i watched a woody allen movie it doesn't have the whole hollywood glamour angle to it or like no i will say that that's one thing i liked about the show is i liked the way it was filmed because everybody kind of looks like crap yeah it looks um, yeah and, and it's until very, the, until like they show it in universe yes. which is weird yeah it was yeah when they do like in his imagination and in stuff in his imagination then, or when he's editing it at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, through the camera, it actually does look good, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and I felt like that was that was interesting because, like, every time that you see an actual program, it looks a hundred times better than you know it looked in real life. Yeah, yeah. Like, it looks, you know, everything looks real, and then when you watch it through the, the filter of television, it's all glammed up and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, And it's, you know... Unless you're there getting the experience, of course, you know, live. But. Yeah, and they, and and that's like the little things they go over. They don't go like even things like um, I'm trying to think of some fucking examples of where they go like overboard with with the Hollywood magic or the movie making magic and and going too glamorous with it. In this, yeah, maybe. Um, in in this though, it's just like the, La La the, Land for sure. Yeah, for sure. They they go. Um, the cameramen show up and they're like, "Where are we putting these fucking oh, tripods?" Yeah, yeah, and they're, and they're all... like, "And they're like, no, we want to do it handheld." Yeah, like, his, his vision have... was to get you into the action, so we want you to move around the room. We're going to be in we're going to be in shots and shit, and yeah. just like that, like just and like... Baron's all pissed that the guys are just standing right in front of each other. He's just like, "Come on, guys!" Yeah, <laughs> and in just random things like that, like making a fucking low budget cable. Ladies wrestling and show. And, like, I love those behind-the-scenes type of things. Like, one of my favorite parts about Birdman was the the, oh, yeah. the behind-the-scenes of the show and stuff. Like, uh, there's a there's a movie called Noises Off. I think it's based off a real play. Not sure. But you watch mostly just the rehearsal for the play and stuff like that. And it's... I love all those... Like, there's, a, there's apparently a show on right now where they're doing a musical. It's... Uh, one night only or something like that like jc shazay is supposed to be in it and he plays like jc like a parody of himself okay yeah and it sounds funny as hell dude so i want to check it out but it's another one of those ones where you you watch everything that goes on to set up the show you got your stage manager as a character you know your prop masters and all your your tech hands and stuff like that i think that those movies are always funny because the drama that happens behind the scene is always really funny dude or, or really compelling yeah, yeah. Watching a show get built is fun, dude. And yeah, yeah. I, I like that's that's what I liked a lot about Glow was what they were doing it all by themselves and stuff. So like Allison Brie kind of becomes the stage manager and uh, you know they're they're organizing trying to figure out where to get cameras and where to get money and it's I don't know it's it sounds stupid to enjoy the minutia of it but like I really enjoyed that technical aspect yeah. of it. It's really and I really fun. like it because it's not overblown. <clears throat> Oh no! Yeah. It's yeah, it's not ridiculous or anything like that. It's just it's just like, well, do we have these props? It's a, like what well, he's just like, stop using the sword so much. I don't want it to become about the prop. I want you to be a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like the shit. Like I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just I loved watching them set up these matches and the uh, when the girls were le- learning moves and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Especially when they go out on their own to learn more than the like two moves that they were taught initially. They're just like, yeah, it's, we're just gonna do the same two moves over and over again. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was really cool. I liked that a lot. For sure, like, dude. Just there's so much to like about the show. The, all the different aspects of the show, um, outside of maybe some of the drama bits, like 
just every every different show it wants to be works and flows together exactly. so well. Exactly. The one thing that I really liked, and I was talking, we, we I've been talking about it since we watched it. It doesn't have that uh, streaming network mm-hmm. show lull where in the middle of the show nothing fucking happens. Like you're just waiting for the next episode where they wrote the rest of the story or whatever. There's no filler episode. There's there no are, setup. There are filler bits in each episode, but they never feel like, come on, let's get to the next scene or, or come on. They, they all have a strength to them, and I, I every scene has a strength to it. Every episode has a strength to it, and it it was just it's a very well made show. Every episode feels like the next step in the process of getting. The end goal done. Mm-hmm. It's never a setup to something that's more important in the next episode. The episode that they did where it would be the lull, the story of it still it still compelled you. It still two made of, you. Two of the main characters had a little bit more building done. Yeah, like they had some character, character building. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Character so they had some character building in an episode that is supposed to be filler. But it still matters to the overall show and the overall characters and stuff. And I, I just... I don't know, dude. I... I really, really liked it. We watched it all in one night, dude. Oh, yeah, and it five was hours of glow. Five hours of glow, dude. And it was just, it wasn't like, you want to watch another episode? It was just like, dude, okay, here we go. We just kept going. And it was, it was, I really enjoyed it, dude. I, yeah, I just, no, it's, I, I, it's one of my favorite, like, I, it's, I have a hard time pointing out things that I don't like. Like I said, I Still have like two episodes of Daredevil to watch. Yeah. I've watched none of Jessica Jones. I've watched none of Iron Fist. I've watched none. You don't of need fucking, to watch any. Watch none Fist. of fucking um, Luke Cage. You know what I mean? Luke Cage has has that lull that kind of you just kind of and there's a tonal change and it pissed some people off. But I figured they were just trying to touch on everything that was Luke Cage, so the tonal shift didn't bother me. Even though I will say that the secondary villain that you get isn't as good as the first villain that you got. Okay. He's not as great. Well, no, he's great, but in a totally different way than I don't think people enjoyed. Because one is a really cool, like, film noir crime boss guy that's really great. And the other one is just this cheesy, like, he talks in rhymes. He's he's just kind of a tool. And he's, he's, he's a trope. And... I thought it was great because they kind of embrace the whole trope with the last with the last half of Luke Cage, and they go with it. It's a shame that that was the end of the season instead of the first half of the season. It would have been better if it was reversed, I think, and people would have taken it a little less hard. But uh, I, I still enjoyed Luke Cage a whole bunch. Jessica Jones, once uh, Purple Man shows up, really starts to drop off in quality, and the problem is... That is a show that is nothing but that Netflix lull. Characters do the dumbest shit. It's the only Marvel series where I've seen every character in the show do nothing but act to service the plot. Mm. They have to do something this episode, so uh, this person's an idiot and does this. Oh, well, this person's never been like that, but we need some kind of something to happen out, so we'll change her character or his character for this episode. And it... It's dumb. It's so dumb. And all the subplots are pointless. They don't add anything to the show. It, Jessica Jones is a terrible fucking show. <laughs> uh, Iron Fist is bad from start to finish. I've not seen a Marvel anything yet with a less likable main character. Wow. You hate the, you hate the hero 
and actually like the villains more, one in particular kind of carries the whole show. He starts off awful. Like, he's just a... He, I don't know if he bought into the script. Nobody seems... To, we were talking about it when I was bitching about the show initially. Yeah. Because nobody seems like they give a shit about being there. He kind of seems to come into like, well, this is... I'm doing this. I might as well do it. You know, so he, he kind of embraces his character and embraces the bad writing and tries to go with it. So he, he does try to save the show towards the end. And he's probably the only redeeming part of the show. Everything else fucking sucks. Iron... I, you could watch Jessica Jones, maybe. I cannot tell you to fucking check out Iron Fist. That yeah. show is the worst. Um, the, probably the worst thing Marvel's ever done. Wow. I fucking hate that, that show, dude. Um, but no, dude, yeah. This, this was one... That, it was like Stranger Things for me, dude. Like, oh, I yeah. needed to watch this show, dude. It, was, oh, it yeah. was great, dude. After watching a couple episodes, I was just like, no, I have to finish this now. Just hopefully in every genre they find that they just get a show that like fits. Exactly. I would. Lo- oh yeah, dude. Because they've got their sci-fi weirdness with, yeah. with the Stranger Things. They've got a good. Uh, what would this be? Drama comedy. Yeah. Um. Just would, light-hearted. Yeah. Light-hearted drama. Drama comedy. Yeah, Heavy just, comedy. I don't yeah. Know. Um. Yeah, dude. it's kind of like a premium cable comedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and then they've got the Ranch, which is straight up sitcom mm-hmm. format, which is probably their best sitcom yeah, format yeah. show. I like the Ranch a lot. It's just, yeah, it's it's fine. The problem uh, I have with the ranch is that it is the traditional sitcom format. It feels and it fucking feels weird. Weird listening, watching a show with a laugh track. Where the, yeah, exactly, which is like an HBO style comedy, and there's a laugh track, and they have to pause for the laugh, and everything. And I'm just like, it, I, I get what you're saying because it's like it takes me a while to watch the show. Like I like the show a lot, but it takes me a while to. I don't sit there and devour every season. And it's also weird to watch. I watch maybe one a week. Uh, or late '90s, early 2000s um, sitcom set exist. Yeah, because yeah. like they because like shit sitcoms have existed past that era. Oh yeah, but you know there are things like Modern Family and and things like that, like where they're filmed. Yeah, it's on a, either it's, much better sets or location yeah, sets. Yeah, it's uh, uh, backlot sets or well, whatever. Because like you still got like shows like Big Bang Theory or uh, trying to think of other ones. Any CBS title. Yeah, but they they don't uh, the and I haven't watched a lot of Big Bang Theory. But what Big Bang Theory they do interiors. Because the interiors... That's, yeah, there's not a lot of exteriors in Big yeah, and, yeah, and the ranch does the whole, that 70s show, front yard... Yeah, 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 the ranch cl- set. Like, studio outdoor sets. Yeah, because, like, the house... Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, the, the, ho- the interior of their house and the bar... Look fine. You could, yeah, you could... They have you, the studio have the, lighting, but yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, if you filmed it a little differently, you could make that totally believable. And that's the other thing, too, is the style that they use for filming is very much that camera one, camera two. Yeah. So they, they go that they go full in on that style, laugh track, sets, everything. But it's like, you're watching it on Netflix. It, there's a weird disconnect. And, it, and it's it's odd, dude. It's, it's odd, Totally, dude. yeah. And that's weird. They, they, they go... And I feel like they only do laugh track, right? Yeah. They don't do the, like... The like dramatic stings or the oh no, it's all I think so it's, like so it'll be like a real 
dramatic scene that's like feels silent and then somebody will crack a joke and then laugh track will play yeah and it kind of jars you out of the scene no i get what you're saying and i understand why you struggle with it i've just kind of tried to go with it and it's like i said i don't eat it. it's interesting but like you said they are trying to like nail down Mm -hmm. genres and Mm -hmm. even sub-genres like because Stranger Things like isn't straight horror. Oh no, Stranger Things is it's like X Files. It's yeah. so many things all rolled into one. It's it's an adventure show. It's a kid show. It's not like a not like a kids kids yeah, show, I but yeah, you know what I mean, like a freaks and geeks type yes. of uh, show. Um, but it has that overarching sci fi horror element, and that's that's the meat and potatoes of it. But like it it has so many shows within one show. Because it's even got the teen drama with Nancy and mm-hmm. uh, and and her little crew. Yeah. But yeah, no, dude. I I hope to see more continuing high quality shit out of Netflix with these with this original content. Apparently, they're planning on spending like nine billion next year on original content. Well, because I know they let go of a lot of their their options and, and whatnot like uh yeah everything from fox is gone i was gonna say it's too bad because which sucked because like i was watching firefly through there oh no now i have to watch my box set dvds yeah that's true and I, yeah i have the blu-rays but fucking yeah. i lo- what i don't have is i don't have the complete series of futurama which is incredibly expensive these days yeah and so they only have the latter seasons that were owned by Comedy Central. Yeah. They don't have the And first they don't five keep seasons. up on like American Dad and stuff like no, that. No, nowhere so does. Like, yeah. I don't know where. Maybe TBS has an app where I can fucking watch some uh, but, of the but new TBS seasons. But TBS does most of their shows through like Hulu. And uh, but even not they on are. Hulu. They, I know. Yeah, no, no. The, the, the new seasons, yeah. yeah. No, they're at the same point that Netflix is. It's weird as hell. Yeah. There's the three time, seasons of American Dad I just haven't seen. Yeah, for the longest time. They got the rights back to, like like I said, they got rid of everything that was on Fox. They got everything for Bob's Burgers back. And they only had the most recent season up for the longest time. And I was like, no, 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 no. You took everything from Netflix. Where's the rest of the fucking show? And they recently pumped out the rest of the season. So I was able to catch up on the one that I was missing entirely. Um but, yeah, and uh, then it's like, and then it's unclear. Like, then they they sign shit with Disney, where it's like, the Marvel films come yeah, out pretty gonna... soon. Fucking uh, Rogue One went out fucking super quick. Rogue One came out, I think, at the same time the digital release went out, didn't it? I mean, it, dude, maybe three months after. Three months after, maybe less. Um, which is fine. But, but, but like, the Rogue thing One. that trips me out is they said with the Marvel shit that all the Marvel movies were going to be available on Here's Netflix, the thing. and if now have, it's, it's if you just... have a VPN. And you fucking add, and you change it to yeah, you're no, living no, in the I UK. All that, yeah. They're all there. Well, they've been there for the longest time, but in the states, they didn't have everything there. And now we've got only the most recent. Like we had Civil, Civil War, War, and, and I think Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange and that's it. Yeah. Um, well, in two years, Disney is planning on having their own streaming service, so all of their movies are going to be on that. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, yeah. etc. All their all their properties um, and everything. Which you know, whatever. If it's shit, if, if it's shit that the... I want to see, I'm gonna own it anyway. So yeah, I don't exactly. really care. Well, like I'm wondering if they're gonna do all their stuff. Like, are we gonna see more Touchstone films on there too? Because Touchstone is Disney, isn't it? Disney owned. I, I'm not a hundred percent on that. No, I'm not either. Have to look into that, and uh, all my research devices are in another room. That'll <laughs> happen. That will happen. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, dude, it's this original content, dude. I was I was kind of disappointed when I started seeing things that were mainstays for me. 
disappearing. Yeah, disappear. Yeah. And I was at the same like, oh, time, shit. though, if you watch them that much, it might be time to invest in owning them. Well, like, but you were saying with the uh, the Futurama stuff, like I would love to own the X Files on box set, dude. Incredibly, expensive. it's like a hundred and fifty bucks for the whole fucking yeah. show, dude. You want to know how much the next generation costs? Oh. Jesus, I'm going to take a stab, 200 200 about 200 yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's what I figured. Dude, for what, uh, seven seasons? Whole, yeah, I think seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, yeah, man, that sucks. I agree. But, like, but I agree with you. But like, they're if, doubling if this down. is a part yeah. of, that's, that's what I was kind of joking about with Firefly. Like, oh, no, now I have to watch my box set. Yeah, know? and not only that, um, like... I want to say, well, it kind of sucks because there's since they release a season at a time, there's a big lull. Yeah. There's well, a big like, gap. Like, I'm waiting for season three of Fargo right now on, on yeah. Hulu. And there's a big gap between when they put out their original content. But I haven't even watched all of uh, Voltron Legendary Defenders season two, and I just found out season three is I out. I just finished season two. Season three is only seven episodes long, by the yeah, way. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just finished season two, and it's pretty good i don't know man i didn't really dig season two as much as i did the first one mm. um, the first one was just awesome the first one was just great i, I don't know there was something about ride. one yeah i think there was just something that's another show that mixes the drama with the comedy really well but it's by the guys that did avatar so yeah. like and that was dude avatar is probably the greatest cartoon i've seen since batman the animated series yeah that is one of those shows where they're just like no this is for everybody and it's written for everybody. They don't care if you're an adult. They don't care if you're a kid. It's all good, dude. Yeah. Voltron leans a little bit more towards the kids. Yes. But it still manages to do a really, like, like if I was a little kid, the balance they do, like, I would get what was going on. Because you get those sad moments and stuff like that. But then you get the funny moments. And they're genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they're uh, they're also starting to work on, at least this is what I read. They put Young Justice on Netflix to see how how it would do, and I think the last thing I read was that because that show got canceled prematurely. Uh, fucking Cartoon Network cleaning house like Nickelodeon did, where they were just like, "Oh, nobody cares about these shows." It's like, yeah, no, people watch those shows. You just never put them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like what happened with uh, the the Legend of Korra, which was like the sequel series to, to Avatar. Avatar yeah, yes. which was really good. I watched it on uh, the Amazon Prime. I really enjoyed it. It's actually. I like it a little bit more because I like the setting. It's more steampunky. Oh, okay. So it's it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, they use the they use the uh, the bending powers in interesting ways to further technology. It's kind of cool. They bend girders. Yeah, that's all they're programmed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess Young Justice picked up enough where they're. I think they're doing a season three now. I'm not quite sure. But I, I think I read that, that it, it was a success, surprise ending. So they're going to be doing like a season three of that show. And I don't know, I, I'm back and forth on that one. I love seeing all some of my favorites from when I was like, you know, a teenager, like Robin and all that. I just, some of the characters were a bit intolerable to me. I have a question. What's up? How do you feel about the Batman animated film that's coming out starring Adam West and William Shatner? What? Do you not know about this? I've not heard of this. Before Adam West, rest his, in peace, his last project died. Yeah, he was doing an animated, uh, and it and it and the thing is, is it's not animated in the in the in the, the traditional style, style of 
old Batman. Damn so it, it I looks, would, I would think so it looks like did. a real, like, modernized Batman, or oh. maybe animated series-style Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Adam West's voice is coming out of him. That sounds kind of like uh, and, uh, like they're trying to do like a Brave and the Bold kind of thing where they had uh, the guy played Oswald from Drew Carey doing the same kind of campy shit that Adam <laughs> West did. All right. And I, and I think Shatner is doing um, Two-Face. Maybe. Or maybe he's Robin. I don't know. <laughs> William Shatner's playing a high school kid. <laughs> that, uh, that sounds like just an ego project for him. <laughs> um... I think I'll check it out just because it's Adam West's last project. I'm yeah. assuming, dude. Uh, because, like, he was fucking Batman for me when I was a little kid until Michael Keaton and the cartoon mm-hmm. began, dude. Like, Adam West was a major part of my childhood. I owe it to him to to check this out, dude. Yeah, I'll okay. probably check it out. Okay. It'll probably be campy. I may not enjoy it, See, dude, but, I'm, but wondering, I'm still going to check it out. My thing is, if it is old style i'm super into oh, it because as you know if it's like dude that movie's fantastic it's probably one of the best comedies i've ever seen outside of airplane um fucking hysterical so if it's done in that style absolutely 100 percent. but if they're trying to do like like a under the hood under the red hood or dark knight return <laughs> it doesn't look it doesn't look like that it looks wacky but not like satirical Okay. I don't know. I guess, can't, like you said, campy, maybe. Yeah, that, that campy Batman. Yeah. I can dig campy Batman, dude. Shit, he was still campy until Frank Miller wrote him. And everybody say. was just like, no, he's got to be super gritty. People need to chill out on Batman, maybe a little. People need to remember the, that he's a man that dresses up the, like a bat. Yeah, the fact... Dude, Lego Batman and watching the 60s Batman has just made me like Batman. Yeah, well... And every, like, or everybody gotta, else was just like, no, nah, bro, Dark Knight's the best Batman ever. I was like, yeah, it's so good. I just love hating everything. He doesn't hate <laughs> Don't everything. Don't you love that It's misery? not Man of Steel, but it's like... No, it's God, shit no. sucks. And he's doing it because he he's just well, out of like, spite, I guess. I, I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking the other day about it. And the biggest problem that I have with the Nolan Batman movies is... Nolan doesn't know how to write people. He does, it's almost like he doesn't know people. He doesn't understand them. So there's always like this little thing that never feels like genuine humans to me from, from his characters. He does great stories and they flow really well until you think about them later on and they all kind of fall apart. And that's, that's the status quo for every single one of his movies when you, when you think about all Nolan movies that don't work. Yeah. And that's part of what made Prestige so great was... It was all about the magic and the illusion and everything like that. And then when you thought about the movie later on, you're like, well, wait a minute. It all kind of, you know, once you realize the trick, that's the kind of thing that I see with Nolan movies. And the problem for me with Nolan's Batman movies is none of it really feels entirely human. And they keep telling me it's supposed to be realistic, but no human feels like a human in it. They feel like they're just characters in a, in a thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's my problem with it. And also this obsession with uh, the the grim dark of Batman. Yeah, Batman's a dark character and stuff like that, but you can still have fun with Batman. That there was a successful cartoon show that did it for several years. Uh, they managed to do it with the same character, even in characters, even in the cartoons where he wasn't the main character. Yeah. Um, there's always a seriousness that comes with him, but there needs to be that level of fun. He is a man that dresses like a bat. Like, yeah. let's, let's make this a little fun. And that's 
what I liked about the Lego Batman movie so much was like they were like yeah they were poking fun at that that grim dark attitude and stuff like that and like yeah dude it's ridiculous and they were poking fun at it while making a great Batman film while having yeah while having a very heartfelt um, overall story Mm -hmm. so well and then like the entire uh, Adam West television show was poking fun at the self-seriousness of Batman and just I mean that was granted the Batman of the time was also a little campy and stuff like that but like watching it now after so much of like 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 we're going for that dark knight returns feel where he's super duper serious which i feel like is also a comic that a lot of people don't fully understand um just you watch that adam west shit now and it's great because it is almost a parody it was of, a pre- of the seriousness. It was it was it was like before they knew that someone yeah. was going to take this as serious as they did. Yeah, a pre-parody. Another um, the irony of Joker's why so serious joke. You know, um, it's funny. I actually was talking about a different movie that did this. Um, is it weird that the parody movie, the the parody movie of Straight Outta Compton came out? 20 years before Straight Outta Compton came out. How weird is that? CB4, oh, CB4. CB4 is a direct parody of Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, yeah Straight Outta yeah, Compton. Well, it's so funny because like that was the whole thing. Like That was what they were doing. They were actually doing... It's actually a documentary, a docu-flick, before the actual docu-flick even. Yeah. Dude, except they took a comedic idea. Yeah. Like, like no, dude. No, it's super funny because, like, they're almost exact mirrors of each other. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> CB4 is a funny fucking movie, too. It I haven't is. seen it in a long time. I love that movie. It's really good. <laughs> seen it once or twice. Yeah. Oh, God. Speaking of old movies, it's not an old movie. I watched The Snowden Yes, Snowden. Figure we could talk about a you know movie. Yeah, that, I like Snowden. That was one thing I was say. We opened this up with Ghost in the Shell, which was yeah. a horrible mistake on many fronts. Yeah, and I have I have a short thing to go off of on another movie, but for now, yeah. Oh, dude, I also want to talk about another one that I watched. Okay, uh, if you want to just continue. yeah, yeah, but but Snowden, um, um dude. Fucking, I've always been kind of this weird on the fence about Snowden kind of thing. I've always felt bad for him in his life because of because what he did ruined his life. Yeah. Um, but it was a good thing that he did. I believe that everybody needs to pay for their shit that they do. So part of me is just like, well, he's got to come back face justice. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't think he should face the justice that they have intended for him. Yeah. What she's completely willing to do, um, and he said, but yeah. what. He falls under um, um, treason laws. Yeah, and which what the he penalty did, is and death. And what he right? did, yeah, um, I don't think so. But what he did is not technically treason because the only thing that he shed light on was the spying of American citizens. Yeah, yeah. He did not put out. Well, that was the thing I was I was going to ask you. Files like, you're, relating you're a little bit more to, more yeah. learned on the subject than I. So I was like, did anything that Snowden do? Lead to did any anybody, bad shit? Did anybody die because of what Snowden did? No. See, that's where I'm. This like, is surveillance not... and in, this is surveillance and intelligence um, gathering. Mm-hmm. And the the files he put out 
were proving that they were spying on Americans without... Yeah. Without, well, because I remember um, the part in the movie where they find words, out yeah. like what the ratios were. And everything. Yeah, they focus on on how they would spy on foreign combatants and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But what he directly leaked or whistleblowed on was not pertaining to that. Yeah, yeah. It was how it was they used the that. It was how, sure, I guess there was a little bit you could learn about what they used because they were using it to spy on Americans and, and foreign, foreign entities, but no, it was just letting Americans know they're being spied on by their own fucking government. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So okay, no. cool. Yeah. Well, see, and that just adds to me just like thinking he's such a great, tragic character. And, yeah. And I, I look forward to to seeing what history will make of the man. Um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert did a great thing um, during his interview where he showed Snowden yeah. is, is him asking other people who Snowden was, and they didn't even know. Yeah. And he was just like, wow, fuck, that kind of makes me feel like shit. Yeah. Because they all thought he was like WikiLeaks. Yeah, like, they all thought they he was They leaked WikiLeaks, shit, right. and, it, and it caused problems. And like, what he did did not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's a bummer, man. It's like, how do you deal with that, too? Because it's like, he thought about getting out, but at the same time, he's like... I'm going to be under surveillance for the rest of my fucking well, life. Well, yeah, it, it, the turning point for him in the film was when he, when that guy talked about uh, his girlfriend. His girl, don't worry, she's not cheating on you. Yeah, me. she's not cheating on you. That was his turning point where he was like, this shit has to fucking stop. No, and like, that was the thing, dude. Like, the whole part of the film where he's talking about the four hops to everybody and everything yeah. like that, that shit broke my fucking heart, dude. Because I was just like, I just pictured any person with any kind of conscience in that scenario where you're listening to the, the problem, but then because that guy's listening to talking to this dude who's, you know, a dentist or, or what have you, dude, and that guy's married to this lady who runs the bakery or whatever, you know, and then you got to listen to whoever the two of them talk to, and it's just boom, 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 boom. It's that six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing that we were yeah, talking yeah. about the other night. And it's it just like, I don't know, dude, just I thought about all the stress that you would have as a person in yeah, that scenario yeah. and just like just in the back of your the mind stress and paranoia involved yeah yeah well i mean and that's exactly how paranoia works like i this guy's weird i don't trust him well shit he's friends with this person i don't trust that guy either and it's just it dude it's the perfect example of exaggerated uh worldwide paranoia dude yeah it was just normally i don't like oliver stone Yes, and I really like this. Was a kind of a kind of a uh, a rarity for me where I was just like, "This is very fucking good. It's a great movie." Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does a great job. Yes, I I'm continually surprised by that guy, dude. I I'm always like, I don't know what it is. I like the guy. I've liked him since Third Rock from the Sun, but like, it's like I forget that he's got like talent. You know, it's weird, dude, because he's never done anything to prove me wrong. It's just like, he's really good. And the dramatic moments are so great. The bits with him and his girlfriend. By the way, Shailene Woodley needs more fucking work, dude. I agree. I, I, just, I, I feel bad that she got stuck in that YA type of series that kind of, like I feel like, really damaged her career. Because it didn't take off the way Hunger Games did, the way they thought it would. It was, was part say, of that she's crop. Gonna, she's got to break, yeah, she's got to break out... Um, Break out like Jennifer Lawrence did. Unfortunately, she doesn't have the box office draw because exactly. Hunger Games was a success. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like there was this Hunger Games was such a success, and then they started farming out all these other films. 
that didn't hit as big as as Hunger Games. Y'all remember did. Percy Jackson? Yeah, Percy Jackson, the Maze Runner. You know, like, it, yeah, uh, fucking what the Fifth Wave with Chloe Moritz. The fifth, did, did that movie come out? Yeah, it's been out. It's been out, and I think it's on DVD now, dude. Damn, dude. For a while, but uh, yeah, dude. Because when did we see the trailer for that? I just remember Brian and I laughing it. so hard at it. We we I think that was a Rogue One. No, or Force Awakens. I think it played before Force Awakens. I was gonna say I think it played before Force Awakens. So two years ago. Yeah, we're talking like a year and a half at least. Yeah, two almost two years. Almost ago. two years ago. Yeah, Jesus, man. But, but yeah, dude, like, she got stuck in that vacuum, dude, and I was very impressed by her in this movie. I, I thought it was, I thought she was great, dude. Everybody does a great job. It's like uh, when I when I finally got to see Steve Jobs, dude. Everybody's a great Speaking job of which, movie. even that Wiener Cadgar, and I, we never actually <laughs> talked about that. I was like, he didn't annoy me in this movie. Mm-mm. Because we hated him as Cadgar. We hated him in SLC Punk 2. Although that movie was just bad. Everybody was hateable in that movie. Yeah, that movie was just bad. Um, yeah, he was just like, I felt like he played a character that worked for him in, in Snowden. Yeah, he was the long-haired guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always was like, this guy's... The guy who kind of let it slip to... I always was just like, the he's... Guards. Yeah, well, I was like, he's gonna fuck him. And then he, he never really no, did, dude. He was just... He was somebody, like... That's the thing. Like, I think of my, like, my, what I would do in that situation. Your contribution to the situation. Yeah, and I would be a lot like that. We're like, yeah, this shit goes on, bro. Like, you know, I'm fucking part of, there's no getting out of this. Yeah, yeah, this is what it is, dude. I'm in too deep. Yeah. I'm just going to treat it like it's normal. Well, and that was, like, my thing. Like, even if he knew they weren't spying on his family, if he got out... Like, would he be able to live with the knowledge that that was going on? Yeah. You know, and I think that's why he kept, when he would leave one area, he'd end up in another area of surveillance and stuff. And yeah. then he'd leave that and try to take a more technical role. And then he would then find out that the they thing, were, he built then, the thing. And then they were like, oh, we're using it for fucked up reasons. And he's just like, he could never get out of that, dude. And that was, I really felt for that struggle for him, dude. It's just a really good fucking movie, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah, watch it. Everybody. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, no, it's a really good one. Um, that, uh, another movie around that time that came out, um, I think we talked about it, but Steve Jobs, it's good. We talked um, about it before on the, we have, on the cast, yeah, we have. I think, yeah. So Steve Jobs, that... Infinitely superior to the Ashton Kutcher film. Yeah. Um, a lot of Birdman vibes. You talked about Birdman. Yeah, well, there. yeah, it's funny, dude, because I was going to bring that one up as well, because you get the really cool behind-the-scenes stay uh, behind the scenes yeah. set. But he had every it's important, le- it's he had much every more. Important inf- he had every important <laughs> conversation in his life right before a product launch. I like the way and that then, they But they make a little up. joke about how yeah. that's... They're like, we get it. Yeah, well, yeah, because like at one point he says, like, what is every person that I've screwed over going to show up or something yeah. like that? Yeah, dude, that was that was, but that was like the last one in the movie that they wink. did too. Yeah, but I liked the way that they set that up, dude. You could almost see that done as like a play or something. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really really cool. So um, just yeah, I was just speaking of biopics. I just want to throw that out. Oh there. yeah, and I know we've talked about it. Just fuck, we've been doing this for. We missed it, Josh. We missed our year anniversary, We dude. missed it. Yeah. By a few weeks. But yeah. anyways, we've been doing this for a year. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we forget about shit. Yeah. But, we uh, get busy. Damn, not, not too bad. I mean, nowhere near an episode of a, a week, but close we're, to 30 yeah, episodes. We were, we were doing an episode a week for a while there, dude. Yeah. But it fell apart because we got busy. Well, 
There was what what have we run into? School, sickness, moves, yeah, moves. Work, work. You know, we've all had Yeah. But you know. now we're in the we're in the new studio and we're out of excuses. So yeah, yeah. You know. So we're gonna try to start turning out content for you guys. You wanted to talk about another episode, another movie. Yes. Okay. So um, I remember when I, I I don't even know if this this movie had to have hit theaters. I think I saw the trailer in the movie theater, but um, it's Woody Allen's uh, newest movie. Oh, the one you were talking about, I believe. Yeah, Cafe Society. Yeah. It's a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. It feels like a Woody Allen movie. I don't... Is there a Woody Allen movie that doesn't feel like a Woody Allen movie? Maybe. <laughs> I think Midnight in Paris feels the least Woody Allen-y. Yeah, Midnight in Paris is just a dumb movie. I but finally it's a, but, it. But it's really bad. Yeah. This is not as bad as that. Okay. Um, Not even close. I watched the whole thing. Hmm? Yeah. And I didn't. I wasn't on my phone either. I think I just watched it. Yeah, you weren't when you t- when you talked to me about it. You didn't seem like you were too mad. You were just like, yeah, and then stuff happened. Yeah, and but then, it's then, very then, meandering. Then. Um, yeah. he commentates over it. Now, um, is he supposed to be? Nobody's a bad guy, though. Okay. Nobody. Well, isn't that kind of the status quo for Woody Allen? Like, there's no see that's real see zone. that's what I want to know. And then it's just like branching families. Like, because here's the thing, like. Oh, and he had a brother who was a gangster. He had this guy, and he had this guy, and he had this guy. And, like, I haven't watched enough Woody Allen to know if that's, like, his thing. Because I said it felt very um, Wes Anderson. Yeah. And more specifically, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. In parts. Okay. But I'm like, I know that sounds ridiculous because... Well, arguably, what is it? Uh, Gene Hackman is kind of the villain of the movie and the protagonist of the movie. Yeah, exactly. But but describing a Woody Allen movie feeling Wes Anderson is ridiculous. Yeah. Because Wes Anderson just wants, wants to, make to be Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Yeah. So that's dumb. A so more I, stylized Woody Allen, but yeah. Yes. Um, it was when it started. I was intrigued because I thought they showed this like really mod like. Maybe it's just me. I don't know what fucking houses in the 50s fucking looked like. like oh, so it's set in the 50s. I I don't even know. Yes. 40s, 50s. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know times. I feel like everybody, t- everybody talked and dressed weird until it was the 70s. So like between the <laughs> wait a minute, 30s wait a minute. to 70s, I can never discern anything. <laughs> wait a minute. The 70s people stopped dressing weird? Yeah, Are you okay. aware of disco and rock? man <laughs> but that is a discernible time okay right. you know what i mean i like it's hard for me like well that's 30s. true anytime anybody tries to nail down the style of the 80s it's just like you're just doing a parody like these aren't real people yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna guess 50s here okay so anyway it's like hollywood but uh <laughs> but it started and it's like it what it w- looked like a modern contemporary house hmm but everybody was dressed up in like old Hollywood period piece, yeah, like that Wes Anderson. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. And then like the very next scene, everything was like period appropriate. So I don't know if like maybe I'm just dumb and they were making square contemporary weird looking Hollywood mansions yeah. back then. I doubt it. It's all everything that weird, like I, Frank Lloyd Webber. I was say, everything back then was like Mediterranean and weird. Uh, the Mediterranean style. So I don't know if that was. I don't know what that was, but it got me intrigued. Yeah. Nothing ever happened. The subplot is the only thing that has any. 
anything happen. That's how I felt about Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to... This is a good transition Because, like, the plot of that movie doesn't even start until the second hour of that. The movie's fucking two hours and 40 minutes long, dude. Yeah. It's almost a three-hour movie, if I remember right. It didn't feel that long to me but it did i was watching me, it dude. on and off oh so. dude no i sat and i watched the whole fucking thing nothing happens you just dwell with casey affleck and his misery for the longest time then you find out what he's miserable about 45 minutes into the fucking and movie intense it's very intense and it's very real and it impacted me but it happened at like the hour mark and that's when the movie begins at the hour mark of a two and a half hour movie. Come the fuck on, dude. And then nothing really happens after that. You just hang out and are miserable with him. But there's these parts that, like you're saying, these subplots and stuff like that that, that got you. There are these scenes, like this. there's a scene between him and Michelle Williams. As a flashback, that scene. Well, the flashback is great, but the scene that, I don't know if you saw this one, she runs into him on the street. She's getting And they, they try to, yeah, she's but she's like trying to tell him that like, you know, like, hey, you know, like this wasn't my fault. Like this wasn't my idea. You need to stop being racked with guilt. Everything's yeah, cool, like, and he's like, like still, I was, yeah, yeah, over, like, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's go, like, he's I don't just, blame you, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, and, that's how I watched it. I basically wasn't paying attention until I knew one of those scenes was happening. Dude, it sounds like you watched like an hour of the film, and that's really, dude, it's like a 90 minute storyline in a fucking two and a half hour film, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is so long. And then, like, by the end of the movie, I didn't even fucking care. I was glad the credits were well, happy. because, because what can you do? Nobody, it's just, it's just a man who's failed to move on. Yeah, and he continues to fail, dude. And you feel for him. I like and that I, there's a permanence to his failure. Yeah. Like... Through his own... Like, guilt Yeah, well, he's conscience. obviously torturing himself. Yeah. Like, everything he does is to, you know, keep himself in this misery. And it's... You know, they, that's a very real thing and everything like that. Not everybody gets the golden, you know, the the brass ring and shit like that. He did make some victor, her overcome some hurdles. Like, he's got a better job and he's not going to get fucked over anymore by that guy. That was good. But, like, nothing happens for the whole movie. Like, they finally fucking bury his brother. Yeah. That's the only plot development. Yeah. And I was just like, "Did did his nephew ever fuck that girl?" Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. He, he finally bones his second girlfriend. Yeah, second, the real, his, yeah, the actual girlfriend, not the girl he's the intolerable girl that he's seeing all that. She's the fucking worst, dude. dude like, I cracked like, his bones on. Yeah, 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 dude. She's so <laughs> awful, dude. Like she's just like, I don't think Patrick needs to hear this right now. I was like, would you fuck off? What are you doing here? You put a placemat out for Pat. You put a placemat out for yourself. Where's my cup of yogurt? Like, dude, she's fucking the worst, dude. She's just. She says these stupid, like, like I'm the real girlfriend lines. Like, oh, God, she fucking drove me nuts. I hated her. I was glad she was only in two scenes. <laughs> um, the, the only thing I hated about the real girlfriend was watching their terrible their band, band practice. <laughs> I, like, I actually really liked that, that their band was actually terrible. Their band was shit, dude. I liked the joke that the, the everything was the drummer's fault. That was a good joke. But, uh, and then I loved watching him try to talk to her mom in that scene with, like, you gotta help me out, bro. I gotta bone this girl. You yeah. gotta distract her mom. 
And, like, she's just like, I can't sit down there anymore. He won't talk. He loves sports. Turn on the game. And she's like, I'm not going to spend another hour with him. No, I'm not doing this. Yeah. No, dude, like, nothing happened for that whole fucking movie, dude. And I was just like, I can't be depressed anymore with Casey Affleck. Yeah. Like, it's like, I want to say that Casey Affleck can't carry a fucking movie on his own. Because I don't think he has the the ability. He's not his brother. So, have you seen The Finest Hour? But he was actually a supporting character. I didn't see The Finest Hours. Good. Uh, I refused to. Terrible. I already saw The Perfect Storm. <laughs> way, way worse. I know you hate The Perfect Storm. <laughs> this is a terrible movie, Perfect Storm. <laughs> it's Perfect Storm. Me and Josh Clooney. We're going to go kiss some crabs. <laughs> that went Chicago, but... <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> I don't even know what the perfect storm was about. Was Other fucking, than a storm. It's a storm. They're, fucking, they're fishermen they and they get fucking, and they, they keep going because they're having the best time of their life catching all the fish out there. And then the perfect storm comes and oh no, it's the perfect storm. And everybody's like, oh, those poor guys we know that are out there. And everybody boat, every boat comes back except fucking Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney's. And they fucking, they ride up a big hill and it's supposed to be a big hill, big mountain, big mountain. <laughs> You'll get there. This mountainous wave. That's go. where I was going. That's what you were going to say. Yeah, yeah, you know. And they're just like, oh man, we're brave men, right? Yeah, we're brave men from the East Coast. And they fucking... <laughs> New England spirit. And they fucking... They go up the wave and of course it tips the boat over. And then fucking Mark Wahlberg fucking gets out of the boat and floats out in the middle of the ocean. I don't know if they fucking save him or not. I can't remember. But George Clooney watches him float away and then goes back in the boat because he's not leaving that boat. No. And then Mark Wahlberg has this terrible monologue at the end about love and the sea. Is it as bad as... And his girlfriend. Is it as bad? (laughs) And then the credits roll and I die a little more inside. Is it as bad as Ashton Kutcher helping a man and then him being like... <laughs> you talking? Nah, nah, he was out there. The ghost man. Oh, ghost Kevin Costner? <laughs> Kevin Costner was out there as a ghost and he saved me. That was a better movie. Ugh. I Basically, I think I just hate most ocean-related movies. There's a lot of bad ocean movies, dude. There's not a lot of good ocean... You know why, dude? Because it's a nightmare to shoot on the sea. <laughs> Everything the you put you lay out a budget and then you end up fucking spending like seven million dollars more and all the shots look like I was gonna say like trying to think Titanic might be the the Titanic wasn't filmed on the ocean though it was filmed in a pool on a blue screen all of them were filmed on a pool on a green screen they're all filmed on the Jaws was filmed on the ocean yeah and like. But we don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I won't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, miniatures and what have you. But yeah, yeah miniatures. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, what, no, are, you, what are you saying? Like, water world? Well, yeah, I know you were specifically water talking about is, water world. No, well, no, no, I was actually talking about Jaws and how much the budget blew up for that movie. Mm. But, like, water world was... Well, that was because the goddamn stupid flimsy shark wouldn't work. And because they were filming on the ocean and every jackass from that fucking... I don't even know where it was. The Hamptons? Fucking just kept fucking, like, what, what are you guys doing out here? Can we be in your movie? You know, like, <laughs> fuck off. We're making shots. Like Spielberg said, they would go out for all day and they would bring back, they would come back with, like, three shots. That was, like, a bad day and a good day was five shots. Mm. That's awful, you know? Like, it's pretty bad. 
Like they people getting in the middle of shots, the the sea, you know, like dude, it's just the budget exploded because of that and because the sharks kept sinking. Yes. Terrible shark robots. Stupid shark bots. We have much better shark robots now. Yeah, we just make CGI sharks. Yeah, and they they, they just harass Blake Lively. Ryan, have I ever told you? Or they're 47 meters you? down. Oh, God, that fucking movie. Ryan, have I ever told you that my hand is like a shark's fin? My hand is like a shark's fin. My hand is like a shark's fin. Okay, that was in a transitional period between (laughs) should they have used a CGI shark (laughs) or a puppet. Oh, God, that fucking movie. What were we talking about? Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, that movie just sucks. Fuck that movie. (laughs) Yeah, great performances in in a... Oh, yeah, no, but it's like, it's a movie that's like, if the movie had looked better... I probably would have been along for the ride, but it's like an acting for actors kind yeah. of movie. Like it's it's one of those ones that like this was in the academy because of actors. Like yeah. it's not a good movie. Yeah, he shouldn't have won the award he won for it. Best actor? Best actor? Yeah. No, he shouldn't have won best actor with everyone else he was up against. Like my money would have been on Denzel for for best actor. I was gonna say there was really only one other <clears throat> real contender. Yeah, like, Denzel was badass in Fences, and he should have fucking won, dude. Like, mm. You're giving me that fucking closed eye look. I don't ever know. Because I just don't that. know, man. Like, we talked about it before. Like, we had a whole episode on it. Like, I was never, like, <laughs> I was never that sold on Denzel. Really? The reason that his character worked is because they made it so ambiguous and up to the viewer <laughs> whether or not you liked the fucking guy or not. Yeah. But, like, with, with Manchester by the Sea, all he does is sit there with his hands in his pockets and he moves that Casey Affleck. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, the thing with... He the, does nothing. The thing with how these awards go is it's always that scene. And I'm trying to... And I'm thinking of that scene. I'm thinking of him yelling out the window that death can come fucking get him. Or when blah, he's blah, yelling blah, at the kid. Or what? Or, or the very intense scene of him yelling at the kid. And I'm thinking of him reliving... The thing, you know, the... The scene that... The only scene in Manchester by the Sea that got me. Fucking spoilers if you give a shit. He's, it's when he falls asleep on the couch while he's cooking oh, in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah. And he sees his kids on the couch and she's just like, Daddy, am I burning? And he says, no, sweetie, you're not burning anymore. And that fucking... That got me. That was the only scene in the whole fucking movie that got me. And it's so brief and so quick. Like, I can't imagine, like, what was the scene supposed to be? The one where he takes the cop's gun, is going to blow his brains out, and the fucking music ruins every dramatic agency of the film. I don't remember the music, but yeah. Oh, dude, but basically, it's, yes. it's, it's very, like, it's like a 1940s film, drama film type of score, which is overblown and overwrought and befits movies of that time, because they were overblown and overwrought. And it does not fucking work in this movie. This movie calls for a much more subtle score than it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking terrible, dude. But like, I was just like, oh shit! And then the music picked up. It's like, and I was just like, like it made me laugh. I'm not supposed to laugh at that part. As far as Denzel goes, like, and I and I felt like I was supposed to feel this way a lot of the time. I was like. This guy is a bullshitter that's annoying me right now. But that was the character, and he played it well. It's not hard to be annoying. I do it. I do it all the time. Oh yeah, you're the you're being the you're doing it right now. <laughs> 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 Fucking, 
he did that type of character fantastic, and that should be what yes. he's that should be what he's awarded for playing a character well. Yeah, not like, whether you like the character. Or yeah, not. for an yeah, yeah. No, you're right. No. Yeah, for but for example, like I said, it's always just that scene because I mean, like, well, and what was that I'm, scene? So okay. I'm saying it's always yeah, it's always what that scene. I'm just I was trying to go off of like it's the scene in. <clears throat> Silverline's playbook where she's fucking yelling at him. Oh, it's yeah. fucking this, you know, it's um what are other fucking best actor fucking um it's a, you know Tom, it's, always the, uh, it's always in the role, you know what I mean? Tom it, Hanks in uh what was it uh a Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump, but that yeah. was that's a I think that is a is a very good example. Yeah. Like Denzel, somebody who just did the character. Well, well oh, he also won for Philadelphia. Did he? I think it was the testimony scene in that one that he got for. Mm. But, um, you know, but then also, the, like, also this, these... Also starting... These, I was going to say, these examples kind of fall, fall on their face. Because I don't know how the fuck they, they decide that... Um, I always that, figure that they only that they only award the ones that pat Hollywood on the back. Yeah. Well, but, but for example, I'm like, how do they figure that... Um, like, what is the scene in The Revenant? I'm like, where are you fucking... Eats a horse liver. Well, they won for... Well, yeah, that's right, dude. Yeah, well, I think it was just the whole... Like, well, look at what he's done to himself. <laughs> for us. Yeah. Perhaps we should throw And to quote another reviewer on the internet, well, then the jackass guys should just be getting fucking Oscars then. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, no, that's, that's a good example right there. Where Revenant was all about the film... And like the visual of the of a visual media, yeah. It was Manchester by the Sea was more about the performances, but everything was so mundane within it that I didn't buy any of the performances. Mm, mm. To revisit our Oscar talk, yeah, from the beginning of the year. Well, yeah, we're just talking. I mean, we're just talking about the performances and these and how they're fucking how they're. And I just wanted to argue that. I don't know if Denzel Washington's, Denzel Washington's and Fences was better. I like I enjoyed Fences, but I like sure. I mean, I guess you're right. That's the character. It doesn't matter that I don't like the character. I talked about how it was so ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but he did such a good job of making me go eh. That like yeah, you're right. Um, I know. I know. I'm always right. But. Another thing to take into consideration is being a, I don't even know what the, the a, a, a fast-talking fucking bullshitting black man, is that harder than trying to be a depressed, heartbroken, broken-down man, like, from right anybody, after the loss of his family? From anybody that doesn't constantly look like a heartbroken, depressed man that just lost his family? <laughs> yes. Also, <laughs> But Casey is, Affleck always looks like he's, like, two days away from offing himself. <laughs> what, is, what is the... Even when he's doing comedic movies, yeah, he always no, looks like the one that's like... Mm. Where did the... Uh, the the uniform for I'm a serious actor now and I'm going to win an Oscar come from. Jared Leto, long hair, uh, beard, beard yeah. wins an Oscar. Yeah, that's, that's like Casey the, Affleck, long, long hair, hair, beard, wins an Oscar. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> that's the white guy. <laughs> that's the white guy. I'm going to win a beard now. I'm going to win a beard. I'm going to win an Academy Award look. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a toss-up between uh, between Denzel or not. Like, like, like it matters. Like, if you're Jim Carrey mm-hmm. playing the role in Manchester by the Sea, I'm going to stand and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a standing ovation. What a brilliant performance from Ace Ventura or The Mask. I mean, but that, you know? that also plays right into Denzel, though, too. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that argument goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, This well, is the most pointless yeah. conversation well, I think like, we've had in a long time. Well, well it's like you're, you're right, dude, because Denzel's a fast-talking, smooth-talking black guy. And, I mean, he's cool for it. Like, that's part of what makes him awesome. He's charismatic, and he's yeah. cool, and he talks real fast. That's great. Are you saying both of them were cast to type? I feel like because he plays such a borderline unlikable guy, and I've only seen him do that one other time in Training Day. That's a very good point. I think like I give him more ground. Casey Affleck either either plays the witty sidekick to somebody in a group in a group setting. And he's Boston and yeah. Yeah, yeah. He I always plays you, the Boston you. guy. And then he and then in this one he plays quiet, withdrawn, introverted, depressed guy, which is the only other thing I've ever seen him do than play like dopey Boston sidekick. Yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't seem like a stretch for me. I feel you. But like I don't know, like you said, it does kind of fall apart because I've seen Denzel play fast talking dude before doesn't matter like like I said both were both were great performances I think I prefer obviously I like fucking Fences more so yeah it is what it is it was this just, is a better movie it has a story arc yeah yeah it's, um, I, I like, know, you brought I like, up, you just brought up the awards thing and I and I always just wonder why the fuck they choose what they choose. oh I'm always caught up on the choices that are made I'm like what did you see that movie mm-hmm. you know just, you know or I'm like oh, yeah. oh yeah. outside of the year that fucking um, that Mad Max pretty much won everything besides you know the the big ones um, yeah yeah where they were just like we'll just give it to um, what the fuck was that stupid Catholic rapist movie. Um, oh, uh, uh, Spotlight. Yeah, Spotlight, where they just randomly were like, Spotlight wins. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah. um, everything else, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Well, I think recently... That the was one a that, movie that was artistic and had mass appeal. I'm like, I think recently the one that blew me away was costume design for fucking Suicide Squad. Hmm. I was like, have you lost your fucking mind? Like, the other movies that it was up against, these period pieces and, and uh, uh, Star Trek... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, have you lost your fucking mind? You put Harley Quinn in a t-shirt and short shorts. Well, that's not Yeah, talent. well, and another thing is like... That's not creative. Like, Ex Machina was one of the best movies of the year. And oh. the only thing it won was like CG or whatever... For CGI. Whatever CGI is called. It's yeah, like yeah, digital yeah. effects or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And I was like, against Star Wars? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, good, they're getting some Yeah, like, everything Ex Machina should have won for, it was ignored for. Yeah, it was and ignored. what it shouldn't have won for, it won for. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. It, it, it just, just the whole fact that Suicide Squad won for costuming. I was like, that was the most unimpressive, like, maybe Killer Croc. Yeah. No, there was, like... Diablo's tattoos. Every, that's the thing, though. When it comes to that shit... Every movie has great effects. Every movie has great costuming. So it's like, it's a crapshoot. But it's like, get a movie 
that does something different, yeah. I feel like. Like, I feel like that's a good... Or somebody who just, like... Or a, a movie that, like, nails a period piece. Like, you know, in Mad Max, how the hell are you going to argue that that had great production design? Oh, <laughs> or great costume yeah. design? Like, yeah. Well, even I would say for even digital effects, because you didn't fucking notice them. And that should be the whole point. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, there was the crappy... 3D bits and everything like that that you that you clearly notice, but like the whole canyon that they're in isn't a real canyon, mm-hmm. like. And then some of the the rate the 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 driving down, the whole chase scene, the big chase scene from from the beginning with the canyon and everything, most of that's not even fucking real, yeah. and you could not tell that wasn't real at yeah. all, dude. It blew my mind. It looked like real dunes. They didn't look like jumps. Yeah. You know, like, and that's when digital effects are impressive, when they don't look like digital effects. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's that's an interesting... Um, that's what they're supposed... They're, that's what they're called special for. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> point on the whole Ex Machina winning that, but... Basically, I'm just mad that they decided to give it that as a recognition, you know, since it was just a great movie. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Ex Machina um, should have won for, like, screenplay or something. Yeah, it really should have. Um, so... All right, I think that's about it. We're yeah, we've been talking long. for a long time. I, you know, I have to shill first. We are Mighty Fish Productions. This is the Mighty Fish Podcast. You can find us on all major podcasting apps, including the Google Play Store, iTunes, and anywhere that you like to get your podcasts from. Rate, review, comment. We, yes, we are also on YouTube. We are Mighty Fish Productions. Twitch.tv slash Mighty Fish Productions. If you liked this, if you're watching this on YouTube, listening, whatever, you can like, subscribe, leave a comment, do whatever. I'm jo- I'm Ryan. <laughs> He's Josh. I'm Ryan. <laughs> and we will catch you in the thing. Jesus. <laughs>